0: Shameless Media
1: No matter who you are, where you live, what you do for work, how rich or broke you might be, you're carrying around a secret. We all are. And this show, well, it's all about spilling them. Welcome to Everybody Has a Secret. My name is Annabelle Lee. I'm your host and ultimate secret sharer and today I'm joined by Samantha Andrew again. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for sitting down with me and talking. Oh, if I have <laughs> to unpack juicy secrets, I will. I will. In our last episode together, Sam, I asked you to elevate a pitch yourself to <laughs> us. For those who missed that ep, I'll give a quick rundown. Sam, you're a TikToker, writer, performer, award-winning comedian. You are like a lyricist. Is that what they call it? You Com- write a all right. composer. Loser. All right, lyrics, all right, songs. Did I miss anything?
2: Nah, no, they're the main
1: ones. Great. <laughs> You've got the award winning in there. I'm, I'm happy as winning. Larry. I'll say it again she won awards, guys. <laughs> She's super awesome. I'm very qualified to give advice now on this mic. <laughs> Sam, yes. it's time to share your second secret gave us a brilliant one last time. Yeah. Not brilliant for the dog, it's probably traumatising for, for the, the dog. On freeze, no. mate. Not brilliant
2: at all. <laughs> do you have another to share with me? I do. It's less like, not that the dog one was fun, but more like personal, but Ooh. let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it do on it. this mic. Just over three months ago, I analysed and reflected my relationship with alcohol and ah. gave it up completely. And now I'm hundred and. Eight days sober. Congratulations. That's awesome. That's a lot of days. It's a lot of days. I did it over the Christmas period and doing it over Melbourne Comedy Festival, which is when the beers are aplenty. Yeah, I just had a look at my relationship with alcohol and went, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to like, we'll touch wood. I don't want to set myself into any traps, but... I don't plan on drinking
1: again. So right. that's so, mine. This is a personal question. Feel free mm, not to answer. No, of course. But what was it about your relationship with alcohol that made you decide to quit? I think I relied on it
2: too much. And I think it was, I branded myself as a fun party girl. I'm always the last person on the dance floor. I love going out and having a wine with friends. But I was like, I think my relationship to this is no longer healthy. It wasn't to the point where I was like, oh, I have a problem. But I was like, okay, I'm 26, nearly 27. If I continue down this path, maybe I'll have a problem in my thirties. And why don't I nip it in the bud now and just... Cause I, I don't know. I question saying this. If then, like in a year, people see me out having a wine and they're like, "She failed." But I'm like, no, "You're allowed you to know, change your mind as well." No, totally. I just think for me, I don't think moderation <laughs> works. I'm not, I'm not the kind of person that can have one glass of Sauvignon Blanc. You're past. You're a woman of extravagance. I'm a woman of extravagance. But you're also looking out for future Sam. Truly, truly. And I, like, I spoke to my sister about it. This, we could do a whole bloody podcast episode on this. But I spoke to my sister about it, she's like, "Mate." People drink to feel what, the way you feel and act twenty four seven. Like I have, I have a natural high, guys. <laughs> I'm <laughs> also, high on people life. Say, the natural <laughs> high of life, but truly, yeah, I don't need it to be social. So I'm lucky to just. Say, say, and see and
1: say, and the Aussie Open. version of "so
3: <laughs> goodbye Sayanara. to alcohol."
1: But yeah, that's my secret. No, I can totally relate to that, and thank you for sharing. So you've not said it publicly yet. No, no, truly, only a few people, only a few people know. You know, I have this theory. Yeah. When I rock up to a social situation and I've decided not to drink, yeah. my theory is don't tell anyone because, like, you know, if you're afraid of this social pressure, people are going to be like, "Oh, don't be boring, just drink with us." That's draining, and that is like avoidable if you just. Don't totally. tell anyone and, and rock up, and like no one will even realize. That's my opinion. Totally. That's Annabelle's hot
2: take. That's your hot take. And I CBF with people being like, oh, Clearly, she was an alcoholic. I'm like, not really. I just like wanted to nip a pattern in the bud. You're just a responsible adult
1: on the high of sober life, and these juicy secrets we're going to unpack. Sam, I want to pivot because I want to share a secret with you that yeah. I've been saving because I <gasps> knew that you would maybe make me feel comfortable about this secret because I don't. I've not told anyone this. I also want to know from our listeners if people do this or whether this is just okay. me. I think you would do this. Okay, but sometimes, oftentimes, yeah. I record myself singing <laughs> and play it back. I love that. I oh, love that. I knew it. I knew you would be accepting of this. That is
2: That <laughs> goes against the grain of what everyone says because they despise recordings of themselves, right? Clearly I just love the sound yeah. of my own fucking voice. Sing- this so podcast. singing
1: and do you sing like just in the shower or do you sing songs like I sing with a backing track? Or? all the time. I sing in the shower. I don't record those even though I arguably sound the best in the shower. You sound the, yeah, you sound the best in the shower because your voice is all massaged and free and anyway
2: that's vocal pedagogy for another time. Totally.
1: I sing in the the car almost always I'm in the car but yeah no sometimes when I like have downtime and I'm at home I'm like oh why not tap on the recording as you (laughs) should nah that makes me so happy to hear truly yay that makes me More people should sing. Tell me, guys, do you do the same thing? Listeners at home, do you record yourself singing? And I'd argue if you say you don't, you're fucking lying. You're you know what we should do? Me. We should
2: get people to send in their recordings and then we'll make a cursed mash-up remix of everyone's voice memos for Everybody Has a Secret and there'll be all these <laughs> random voice memos. So Everybody get- has
1: a voice memo. <laughs> Everybody sings to
2: their phone.
1: Let's get down to business, Sam. Every episode, we open a letter from one of the listeners. Mm -hmm. Each letter will reveal that person's deepest, darkest secret, a secret that they've never told anybody. Now, I've got the letter here for you to read. Today's secret is from Melissa. It's officially time. Let's open the letter, which our producer, Justine, will narrate for everybody listening.
3: So I've been with my boyfriend, Alistair, for two years now. We met on Hinge, and I instantly liked how sensitive, quiet, and caring he was, I, on the other hand, am unapologetically loud and don't care what people think. Alistair is so supportive of me and is my number one cheerleader. While we aren't exactly best friends, more like great life partners, I feel very safe with him and know that I can trust him with my life. We have the same ideas and long-term goals and life is better with him by my side. Things are getting pretty serious between us. We moved in together mid-lockdown last year and are both on the same page when it comes to one day getting married. Only, there's one thing Alistair doesn't know about me. I sexed another man behind his back. I'll give you the full backstory. The other guy's name is Michael. We met in 2017 on Bumble and went on a couple of dates before things kind of fizzled out. Back then, I was keen on dating Michael more seriously, but he was only ever really interested in sex, so when he shut me down, we basically ceased all contact. Fast forward to the beginning of 2019 – And Michael slid into my DMs. We were both single at the time, so I decided to start up a friends with benefits situation. No strings attached sex that lasted for more than a year. Then, at the end of the year, I met Alistair. I want to be really clear. I've never had sex with Michael since Alistair and I became official. But Michael and I do get dinner together a few times a year, and we text back and forth. The tone of the text messages is always sexual, and follows a set formula. Generally, Michael will send me a photo of a woman he finds hot on Instagram, we sex back and forth for a bit, talk about the things we want to do to each other, before sending nudes or dirty photos of ourselves. This happens every day, without Alistair knowing. While I've kept this secret from everyone in my life for the last two years, I don't think what I'm doing counts as cheating. I identify as queer, as does Michael, and this is something we've built an incredibly close bond over. When we talk about other women and how attractive we find them, I see it as a crucial way to explore the other facets of my sexuality. That said, I know that I've probably skewed the idea of what counts as cheating. I technically cheated on my two previous partners by having sex with other people, but I guess I'm just someone who doesn't get jealous. Truthfully, I also struggle to really consider the effect my actions have on my romantic partner. If Alistair was to stumble upon these daily sex to Michael, I know, deep down, that he would be devastated. Although, no matter how crushing he'd find the photos and messages in the moment, I know that he's quite analytical about these things, and I'm sure he could see past his initial emotional response. If anything, I'm pissed off at Michael. It's recently dawned on me that I consider what we have to be a friendship, while he's using me as nothing more than a sexual outlet. I feel like he's wasting my time, which could have been better spent on my friends, family, or my boyfriend. Maybe, given all this shame I've been carrying around from past relationships, it's also part of my identity to cheat on my partners. Maybe I've been in denial as to what I'm doing to Alistair all along.
1: Christ on a cracker. My lordy. The thing that stood out to me was... Every day you sexed this Michael man every day and no one knows. How do you keep up? Is that not tiring to sex someone that's not your boyfriend every day? Yeah, that stood out to
2: me. And it seems very woe is me and very like, well, I guess this is just my brand. You know, I'm just the person that cheats on people. I'm like, but it absolutely does not have to be your brand. We can go more into more detail. Babe, you need to be in an open relationship. Yes. I I agree.
1: It is super woe is me. And it's like you have agency over the decisions that you make. Like, this isn't just something that washes over and you can't change it at all. Sam, we're going to get into all of the nitty gritty. Yeah, okay. But before we do that, let's hear a word from today's sponsor. So Melissa says that she doesn't think what's going on counts as cheating. Do we think she's trying to... (laughs) Do you think she's trying to convince herself of something? What do you think she's trying to convince herself of? Yeah, I think a lot of
2: people consider cheating only to be physical and I say no to that. I truly say no, especially if you are sending photos of yourself and sexting back and forth every single day, that is the same, potentially, if not even worse, I would say sexting someone back and forth daily is worse than
1: passing someone on a dance floor. And that's totally. physical. I'm interested to know where you think this kind of relationship lies. Do you think it's a sexual relationship or do you think it's an emotional one? Because I feel like some people might argue because it's text messages, it's emotional. Yeah, But then the content of those text messages is quite sexual yeah what do you think that this is I think it's both yeah I agree Do you? yeah Yeah. I think it's a strong amalgamation of both especially because Melissa has had feelings for Michael in the past and that she says that she wanted a relationship with him in the past yeah that stuff doesn't melt away yeah so that is what the emotional relationship is all about and then this whole sexting thing is the sexual part
2: yeah I'm not saying that if this was once a week it would be we'd be having a different conversation because it's still the same but every day that is every single day you're taking out of time to build and she's even owned it in the letter to build the relationship with Alistair I'm just like yeah it's absolutely
1: both and it's just cheating sexual cheating and emotional cheating because this seems like it's both it seems like it's the worst form like you were actually Yeah, If Alistair were to find out and she's recognised this, he would be so devastated. It's just confusing to understand the intent behind it all.
2: Yeah. The part here that was like, although no matter how crushing he'd find the photos and messages in the moment, I know that he's quite analytical about these things, talking about her current boyfriend. And I'm sure he could see past his emotional response. It's also not up to him to do that when you've been unfaithful or when you've been lying for however long you have it's not up to him to go oh but I've got a boyfriend that would get it cool if you've got a boyfriend that would get it then nip it in the bud it seems like she maybe doesn't care enough no, I'd, to nip it in the bud to be honest it's pretty peppered throughout peppered not me <laughs> using a big word on this podcast it's pretty peppered throughout the letter I don't think she really cares about him in yeah. a way that
1: makes me feel comfy reading that letter do you agree I totally agree and I want Mm. to bring in some stats that our producers got for us so our producers polled 42,000 shameless media listeners and found that 17% had cheated on a partner before with a further 9% saying they've potentially cheated depending on what your definition of cheating
2: is sure
1: which brings into question how you define cheating in 2022. I feel like people are discussing more often about this open relationship thing and also yeah. the internet maybe would change things a little bit as well. How would you define yeah. it these days?
2: Well, I can give you a personal anecdote. Cody and I, me and my partner who've been together for 3 years, have recently opened up our relationship. Wow. And this wasn't the catalyst, but it was maybe like one of the factors. I was out with a friend and was introduced to another friend one time and I found them attractive and I Instantly, as soon as it happened, I went to Cody and I went, Hey, I went to the park with blah, blah, and blah. I met this person. I find them attractive. They're like, Thanks for telling me. I nipped it in the butt as soon as it happened. And then I saw them again and I went, Okay, I'm attracted to them again. And I told Cody again, I'm still attracted to this person. They're like, Thank you for telling me. And then we just had a conversation where I was like, Look, you know how much I love you. We're going to be together until we die. Like, you are going to be my husband. We know this. I think. Humans, at least for me, humans can be attracted to multiple people at once. And I'm not sitting here going, and I did it the right way. But by nipping it in the bud straight away and being honest, there has been no blow up, no major conflict it's been the easiest thing ever we've just opened up our relationship and actually nothing ended up happening with that person but I'm like I feel like people feel like they can't come to their partner and just be honest about something because they're worried about repercussions and I think it's on the partner as well to be open enough to have that conversation like Cody was with me and I think well if she's saying that Alistair could see past his initial emotional response if she came to Alistair at the very start with this I think we'd be in a very Different situation, but it sounds like she doesn't care enough. So our producers
1: were naturally very curious about why Melissa didn't just ask or bring up this conversation about open relationships. They wrote to Melissa and Melissa responded with this. What's tricky is that I've raised the idea of opening up our relationship to Alistair once in the past, but he didn't really seem keen and shut the issue down. To me, I read that and I think, I don't think you emphasised how important this was to you or how maybe you think that this could change the nature of your relationship for the better. Yep. How did you read that quote? I also hear that no go, bringing it up one
2: time, if you're bringing it up one time when you're shopping at Coles and you go, hey, thoughts on an open relationship and they go, not sure anyway, can you go grab the spaghetti? <laughs> I think that's a bit different to like really sitting down and going, no, I actually brought this up and it doesn't mean we have to do it, but can we really talk about this yeah. and reflect on our relationship and see where it stands? I think there's a lot of, Once again, I think there's just a lot of excuses in here. You know, like I think he'd be fine if I told him, cool, so tell him. Or I brought it up and he said, no, no, I think you're making excuses in the same way that you're saying, but it's not
1: cheating because it's not physical. Communication here is so important and consistent communication Mm -hmm. if you truly deep down want this relationship with Alistair to work. Mm -hmm. Sam, I took to the streets and asked people how they define cheating. Mm -hmm. Let's hear from them. (laughs) What is your definition of cheating? Cheating. It would have to be equal with my partner. Like I would hope that the person I'm with has the same definition and it would be like anything emotional, physical, Mm -hmm. even like mental, if they're having thoughts about it, like that is enough, that's see you later.
3: When you're still with someone, but you physically have interactions with another person.
1: Obviously people get a bit weird about their partner having friends that are the opposite gender. Yeah, I see that a lot in like my sister's relationships and stuff, which is so weird to
2: me because you can be friends with literally anyone and not have feelings for them. But yeah, just don't make a move on them, I'd say. (laughs) It's quite simple, really. Yeah.
1: I think going into a scenario where they're looking at a person or in a romantic manner, so obviously liking photos and things I don't consider cheating or even, you know, talking to other girls, but I think when it crosses a line of flirtatious or maybe a little bit more than platonic, I think maybe that would be cheating for me. I had a few friends in high school who
2: were like oh kissing someone else isn't cheating unless you're emotionally invested in
1: them they didn't talk to their partner about it and I was sort of just like it's a conversation to have with your partner I personally think kissing someone else is definitely cheating
2: and if you're on like a dating app and you're in a relationship and you're not in an open relationship, that's... Yeah. I see a bit of that on my
0: Tinder <laughs> my <ex>. and
1: stuff. <laughs> if it feels wrong, it's probably cheating. Emotional cheating yeah. is as bad as physical, so... Yeah, yeah. If Definitely. you're like texting them being like, yeah, I really like you, I'm going to leave my partner for you, I would classify that as cheating. One hundred and ten percent. It's like physical, I actually can maybe understand. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, she was hot, you were really drunk, like... There are ways to, if you're sober, physical cheating, but then it's like if it's ongoing, emotional, being like I'm in love with you, like talking to someone else. Sober on a Wednesday Wednesday midday, talking to a girl. No, thank you. She was a hoot. Yeah, (laughs) obsessed with her. It's really interesting because my stance on cheating has always been so hard and fast and so blinkered like oh if I was ever cheated on I would leave him in a second or like if I was ever thinking about cheating on my partner I would just break up with them before I did anything but then I think it took until I like was in a relationship and I put myself back in the position of if I were to cheat or if Mm. he would cheat on me how would I feel and Mm. there are so many shades of grey like I don't think it would be as easy to just be like fuck off you did this and it's hurt me so we're no longer together I think it's much more complex than that totally what's your personal experience with cheating so I've never cheated on a partner I don't have any
2: major experience with it obviously I had a situation where I wasn't necessarily dating a person but I was seeing someone and was very keen on them and then they cheated on me and that was a shitty feeling it was a mm. really shitty feeling to be lied to and to be hurt that way
1: can the listener sit behind the excuse of I'm exploring my sexuality because no. I identify as heterosexual and yeah. I know you identify as queer so I want to yeah. hear your thoughts on this because I was quite confused by that yeah
2: I know yeah.
1: <laughs> no I think that people that are queer are completely within their right
2: especially if say you're say bisexual, you've been dating a man for 10 years, you all of a sudden are at work and you meet a person called Laura and you think that they're beautiful and you're attracted to them. I think that's something you're allowed to have a conversation with your partner about being like, I feel like there's a part of my sexuality that's untapped that I want to explore. But I you cannot use queerness as a blanket excuse for infidelity or for cheating and I think it's harmful to the community to do that and yeah. yes if I had a lineup of 10 people in front of me and five were queer and five weren't I would say more likely than not that the five that were queer would be in more open relationships or exploring polyamory but I think with that it's come from a lot of conversations about consent and about you know wanting to explore or being attracted to multiple people and that's fine but there's an agreement and consent there it's not cheating yeah. and I think to use it to use cheating as an excuse is quite harmful and you know I'm, I'm sitting here um, did I open up my relationship because I felt maybe like there was a part of my queerness that I wasn't exploring yes but did I nip it in the bud as soon as I felt those feelings absolutely am I also dating someone who is a man? When I was continually dating women for five years, and I feel a lot more into women than I, um, women and non-binary people than I am into like men, absolutely. But I had that conversation with my partner as soon as I had those feelings, and in the same way, if Cody said to me, "That's great," but no, I wouldn't hold resentment towards him and be like, "How dare you? I'm a queer person."
1: That's shouldn't be the reason. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You'd take it on board and sit with that and think about it. Like I don't know, that's yeah. just kind of what being in a relationship is about. You communicate and then you you assess, you reassess. I think What's interesting about this is that she clearly has a crush and as you say there may be a a plethora of excuses that she's bringing Mm. up to make herself maybe feel better about Mm. this. It's normal to have a crush but it's not okay to hide it from your partner. There was one vox Pop answer in there that was like if it feels wrong, it's probably cheating. In that same vein, I think if you're hiding something from your partner and yet it feels wrong, that constitutes cheating. Do you agree? Absolutely. What's confusing about this is that she's got a crush and I think that maybe – it could even be something more than a crush evident in the anger at the end of that letter towards Michael yeah. that bit was like I made my eye and my furrowed a little bit because I was like I don't understand why you're so angry at him for keeping this just a sexual relationship she's like oh I feel like he's leading me on and like totally. it's nothing more than that I think maybe he is aware that you're in a relationship and just wants to keep it sexual mm, and on the queerness thing one extra point
2: it's like if you're saying that you're queer and the person that you're sexting is queer but then isolating the person that isn't queer And going, oh, but you wouldn't get it because you're not queer. No, but Alistair probably understands right and wrong and what's cheating and what's not cheating and what's when you're lying to someone and when you're not. I don't think it's fair to be like, but you wouldn't get it because you're not queer. This actually has absolutely nothing to do with queerness. I could be wrong and people could come to me that are in the queer community and be like, you're completely incorrect. I just don't think queerness has anything to do with this at all.
1: Yeah, maybe this is just like a human experience and give Alistair the opportunity to say, I get it, I don't get it. Like, you're not even giving him a chance here. Which mm. ties back to, as I said before, sounds so harsh. I don't think she really cares about this relationship with no. Alistair. I know she said, like, he's my rock and, like, we're thinking mm. of getting married. But that's buried amongst this big lie. And I think as well it's, like, I
2: want to sit down with her and say, like, in the start of the letter being, like, I'm unapologetically loud and don't care what people think. And I'm, like, okay, that's great. And it's great to see women being unashamedly like this is me and this is who I am but I'm like a lot of this sounds like a coping mechanism for maybe some like insecurities and I'm like yes it's okay to not care what people think but you also should care about other people and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of care here and I want to maybe say to her like your brand or who you are doesn't have to be constantly unashamedly like well this is who I am and I'm just exploring my queerness it's like yeah it's okay as well to maybe break out of that i feel like sometimes people cuz i own being like i'm so confident i don't care what people think and part of me can like empathize with her because i've been in relationships where like i've broken up with the person and afterwards i'm a bit embarrassed to say it but i'll break up and be like oh thank god I'm free, I'm free to be me, I'm free to be confident, free to be Sam and it's very easy to take that brand of being like I'm unashamedly like confident and whatever and I don't give a shit and it's like yeah but deep down you do. Yeah. I think I truly, unless you're a
1: sociopath, I think you do care and you don't have to wear all this armour. And yeah. To me yeah. it seems like a facade that is covering a bunch of shame. Like yeah. it's an unashamed facade but it's there's a lot of shame deep down and, and I it, want to unpack that shame element. It could be shame from not being wanted as well. By the person that she is sexting. That is true too. I think that there's... Also a really interesting element here in the fact that she says she's cheated in every relationship she's ever had. Almost like as a badge of honor. I yeah. Don't, yeah. Do you think being labeled a cheater creates like a self-fulfilling prophecy? Like I she's think, just going to keep falling into that behavior? I think once you do it, because there's probably shame there, you go, oh, that's
2: just who I am. You know, yeah. I guess I'm just the, it's well, you know, when people talk really down on themselves and they go, oh, well, I'm just the crummy cheater. And it's like, that doesn't have to be your brand. You don't have to continue down that path. Yeah. And maybe people that cheat feel like no one holds any empathy or sympathy for them so they go, well, that's just my brand then. I'm just the low life cheater. And it's like, no, but people still people can still see that you're a good person, but maybe maybe try and prove
1: that. I don't know. Yeah. To me it mm. just seems like labeling herself as a cheater is self-sabotage because she isn't vibing her relationship with Alistair and feels like it's an easy out to be Mm. like, oh, well, I'm a cheater, it's happened again and now he can break up with me if he finds out. Yeah. I think it's funny because oftentimes at the end of these episodes we find it really hard to like, if the listener who's written in is asking for advice, it's Mm. like, oh, be easy on yourself because you seem really caught up about it. In this instance, I feel like she needs to be, Melissa needs to be a little bit harder on herself. Her next steps are quite clear to me. Yep. Are they clear to you? Absolutely. What do you recommend?
2: I think, do. I think she needs to sit down with Alistair mm. and hey even if in this exact instance the first time she sits down she doesn't bring up all of the emotional and sexual cheating that she's doing but she just brings up the open relationship first you know she can if she doesn't want to do it all in one go that's fine but I think she needs to start taking steps to be honest with this person and yeah I agree she needs to be harder on herself she can be a better person all she has to do is just make that call yeah and i don't want to listen i don't want to listen to this woe is me stuff because i believe there's a good person there but she just needs to believe in it herself
1: yeah you know sam that is all we have time for for today's episode of everybody has a secret thank you for spending time with me you are more than welcome it's been my favourite thing ever. Ah, oh, I love you so much. Love you. And as always, thank you for everybody else for listening. If you have a secret you're itching to spill, write us a letter and mail it to our PO box. You'll find all the details about where to send your letters in our show notes. Of course, if the old school mail system isn't your thing, feel free to email us at hotline at shamelessmediaco.com. Everything we read will be kept completely anonymous. As for socials, you can find us on Instagram at Pod and on TikTok at Secret. See you next Friday.